Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. What is up, my friends? We're back. It's the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. I believe it's chapter 3.8, and Boomer's back with us this week. Boomer, what's going on? Man, not much, not much. I had a, uh, a couple of phone calls of frustration last week because some mortgage payments were due this uh, this past Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, people weren't able to, to make too many winners last weekend yeah, since so we were off. It's unfortunate, but we're back. It's actually Chapter 3.9, and as always, it's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. It's the safest of the best, the most reliable, the fastest payouts. I mean, what more can we say? MyBookie.ag, y'all keep uh, keep checking them out. Good folks, but we're back. Uh, last week had to take another little hiatus. Um, had some stuff going on, you know, but hopefully we're we're here for the long haul now. You know, I don't see any more foreseeable car breakdowns on my part. Um, that was that was a fun situation taking out, but it's probably a good thing we didn't come in last week, wouldn't you say, Boom? Well, I would say for the average gambler that just you know likes to bet on a couple of games that we get out throughout the weekend, then you're going to be up. For the degenerate that is always going to take all the big games rolling into Sunday night and Monday, then you would have lost your ass. No, it was miserable. I couldn't hit anything. Like Saturday was pretty rough, and then I came back Sunday and I think went like one for seven in the NFL, which you know I was batting like six eighty on the year so at some point there's going to be some regression um yeah we're uh we're coming to you we're recording this thursday night i'll probably just go ahead and get it out to you as soon as uh we're done here it's pretty interesting uh it should be fun little matchup or some fun little uh recording here because we're both uh we're both on the jets plus three and we're both watching the game so uh should be a good little time if you hear any interjections you'll uh you'll understand why um but we come to you. We got uh, week ten of the college football season, week nine of the NFL season. Week nine took a big hit today. Deshaun Watson going down with a torn ACL. Uh, hate to see that because he was riding high. It was fun as hell to watch. So hopefully he'll come. Yeah, back. man, really hate to see that. It was just he was such a great player. And uh, for all you fantasy owners out there that have him, God bless you. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that a shot towards me, Ben? No, just you know, I just said in prayers. Because pretty much seasons are over once that happens. Yeah, they're not. Um, but, you know, I know no one cares about other people's fantasy teams. It just kind of hurts when you trade Dak Prescott away on Tuesday and uh, Deshaun Watson tears his ACL well, on Thursday. Well, I'll say, I'll say Deshaun Watson going down is probably the equivalent of a feeling of sitting down. First bet you play at roulette, you hit 25 red, and you're riding high at that point. Next thing you know, you're – Walking home without shoes on, and you owe the uh, casino hundred thousand dollars. Well, those uh, everybody's had those nights. Everybody's had those years. But uh, we're getting to some of those games. I don't know if we'll hit on the Texans or not. It all depends on Boom because uh, I'm not touching that. But we got some <laughs> uh, some NFL. We got some college football. Um, like I said, last week was rough. But as Bill Belichick said, uh, we're on the week ten. Uh, we're on the week ten. We're on the week ten. Uh, we're on the week nine of the NFL season. Uh, but. Let's get into it. Man, how, how did you mess that up three times in a row before you corrected yourself? I was going to let you ride and see how long it took. No, it's week 10 of the college football season and week 9 of the NFL season. We're on to both of those. 
I was right. Um, but no, let's, uh, let's get into it. As I said, Thursday night, we're coming at you. So obviously, we're not going to be picking the Thursday night games. But for the record, we're both on the Jets plus three. Um, but we've got some Friday night college football, a couple games. Uh, actually, actually, for the record, uh, I also was on Eastern Michigan minus 24 and a half. Uh, when was that game played? Uh, it was played uh, around 6 o'clock, I think, was uh, kickoff. Oh, okay. Know. All right, so, uh, yeah, you weren't on that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> some Friday night action tomorrow. Uh, Marshall taking on Florida Atlantic. Then you got Memphis and Tulsa and UCLA and Utah. As always, we're going to give you our favorite Friday night game. Boom, what you looking at? Yeah, good, two, good, two good plays tomorrow night. I think you're probably going to be on the same one that I'm on. And, uh, unfortunately, this team has lost me money twice this year. And I'm just going to go ahead and – Roll with them again because Memphis is coming off of a extreme high against a good two-lane team. Totally beat the brakes off of them. Huge public favorite, which means the public is rolling in on with them again Friday night. I'm definitely hammering Tulsa in this spot, catching 13 and a half, I believe. Line movement, 13, weird. Yep. Thirteen and a half is where it's where it's where you're gonna find it offshore. Right, but, but uh, we use my bookie and it's plus thirteen. Gotcha. I'll take thirteen too. So thirteen points. You know, you're taking a little bit of a flyer with Tulsa. Memphis definitely has uh, has the ability to avalanche teams in in the middle of the third. But I like Tulsa. Tulsa, you know, heartbreaking uh, loss last week. Memphis riding high. Values on Tulsa, definitely going with them tomorrow night. Yep, you were right. That's definitely my game, too. Uh, huge public presence there on Memphis. Uh, Tulsa, Tulsa's a really weird team. Like, coming into the year, they were one of my teams that, I mean, Tulsa's always kind of a good sleeper team that people undervalue. Um, but they've just not looked good in spots this year. And hopefully they're kind of coming back to the – Scotty Montgomery, is he, or not, what's a uh, – Well, you know, it, all you got to do is go back two weeks and you have Tulsa blowing out a decent Houston team that people were relatively high on in the beginning of the year. While you're getting 13 points, it makes no sense. That's why the line movement is coming down from 14 and a half to 13. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Let's take Tulsa. Uh, Memphis is good. They'll probably get the outright win, but I don't see him covering the spread. Uh, another game to look out for, Florida Atlantic. Uh, Lane and the boys are looking pretty good. Uh, they're seven-point home favorite against Marshall. Uh, I assume Lane Kiffin, uh, they got that game scheduled at 5 p.m., so he'll have plenty of time to get out and about afterwards. Uh, Zay Jones, nasty, nasty injury right there, but uh, let's get Florida Atlantic. But Tulsa's uh, my main pick Friday night. So let's get to it Saturday. A hell of an action, a hell of a slate of action on Saturday. Seven ranked games. Uh, we're going to pick them all because that's what we do here on the Deep Fried Bets podcast. But uh, we got seven ranked matchups on Saturday. Long, the latest this happened in this season, a really long time. Uh, start off, Michigan State, Penn State. Uh, Michigan State's catching nine at home. Boom. Uh, who you liking this one? Michigan State's catching nine because they lost to a very terrible Northwestern team last weekend. Other than that, I haven't been watching Michigan State. I know that they have a relatively good run defense, so they're going to make old McLovin air it out. I would love to be on Penn State, and I would be on Penn State if this spread was seven, but it's nine. I, right here, probably not going to be on the game at all, but I'll I'll be with the Spartans at home just as a pure 
play as a pure one-sided play. You got to play the same side every single side, every single time. Give me the Spartans and the nine. Definitely has potential to be a blowout, but uh, all they're on the other side of points. I mean, this is actually one of my favorite games of the week. Uh, Michigan State, like you said, at home. They're getting nine. Uh, Penn State, they're good. Um, but I think they kind of got exposed a little bit in that second half last week. But I think that might have been a little bit of coaching, too. They played not to lose. Can't do that against a big boy team like Ohio State. But I think Michigan State gets the, uh, gets the cover. And watch for them to get the outright win. Uh, like I, I said a few weeks ago, Franklin is not – Penn State, they're not familiar with this favorites spot. Uh, you know, they haven't been a favorite too much since he's been there against good teams. Michigan State I still think is a pretty good team. They you know, haven't looked great at spots this, team, this year, but they still beat a pretty good uh, Michigan team. I'm going to take them plus nine at home. Uh, love you know what? You know what? I Screw it. I'm going with Penn State because I love James Franklin. And if he's got the ball on the Michigan State 20-yard line with 45 seconds left uh, by seven, he's kicking a field goal. Give me Penn State no, minus nine. You're right. Uh, he'll definitely be more inclined to try and cover the spread than uh, Mike D'Antoni. Martin, yeah, whatever. Give right. me Penn State. I'm gonna ride with him. You know, you know. I, I just, I, I'm a big fan of them. Them having that crushing loss last weekend, swayed my judgment. Give me Penn State. Ride or die. All right, I like it. Next up, we're heading to the ACC. We got Clemson traveling to NC State. Uh, NC State coming off uh, what could be best described as a blowout loss to Notre Dame and um, Clemson. Big win against uh, Georgia Tech last weekend, getting back on the rails a little bit after uh, they lost at Syracuse the week before. Seven and a half, though, at home. The NC State's defensive line is really good. Uh, Kelly Bryant, and we'll see if he's back to 100%. He looked pretty good last weekend, but not great. Um, I'm going to take seven and a half here at home all day, every day, boom. Yeah, I'm riding with uh, Clemson on this one. That backdoor cover last week to push the game, which is total BS, made absolutely zero sense. Clemson has something to play for now. NC State is a little bit worse version of Auburn, and we all saw how that game turned out. I think that NC State's offense doesn't get the ball across the line that much and NC State's defense is going to definitely keep him in the game don't get me wrong I'm seeing this more of a 21-7 kind of game maybe you know you get into the 17-7 realm so you're depending on here. depending on how how the NC State defensive line holds up Kelly Bryant obviously did not get more injured last week in the game against Georgia Tech so he looked fine they let Georgia Tech get back in it there at the end but if Clemson has the ability to step on the throat, I think they do. It's being played in Raleigh. I've been on NC State the entire year. They've won me a lot of money this year. I hate going against them, but I just I think Clemson covers the seven and a half. Okay, it's uh, yeah, over under is fifty one, and the seven and a half. I think that might be a decent little teaser opportunity. But you know, that's uh, that's up to you. Next up. Another ranked matchup, Stanford plus two at Washington State. Uh, Mike Leach, smart man, came out this week against Candy Corn. Uh, don't blame him there. It's an awful candy. shouldn't exist. Uh, but we got Washington State and we got Stanford. Stanford two-point road dogs. Boom, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the way I'm looking at this one is plain and simple. 
Mike Leach is an insane human being. He doesn't remember what happened yesterday, what he had for breakfast yesterday, but he remembers his first poop when he was two years old. So, you know, the dude... That's impressive. He's he's going to come out. You know, he benches Falk. Who does that? Falk, who was a damn leading candidate on a lot of NFL rosters in the draft, totally benches him, throws somebody else out there. Kind of an embarrassing loss, I guess, to Arizona State team that, you know, Arizona State was the right side, obviously. But Falk's going to play this game. Bryce loves Hurt. Probably will not play. He'll be very limited if he does play. It's in Wazoo. They, they're just happy to be there. They don't care if their team's going to the national championship or not. So, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and definitely eat the two. Yeah, I thought it was two and a half. I guess it's two. Yeah, definitely eat the two. Washington State at home. Okay, yeah, so you're taking the or minus two. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I like that analogy there. Kind of a wild card game for them. Playing with house money at this point. You know, they lost the two. Uh, you know, people are considering them the national championship picture. They're back at home, hadn't been there in a while, looked awful last week. You're right. Um, but they picked apart this Stanford defense last year and, I mean, just beat the hell out of them. And Stanford's best defensive back is out this week. So I think that Falk can get back, kind of get some confidence back, have a big game. I'm with you. I think Washington State gets the win at home on Saturday at the Palouse. Uh, next up. Bedlam. Man, I'm excited about this game. I was praying for points a few weeks ago, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Uh, but I didn't get them. It's Oklahoma, two-and-a-half-point dogs in Stillwater at Oklahoma State. Uh, Bedlam, Boomer, what's your pick? Well, my pick is, is I don't want to lose money in this game because every single week Oklahoma State manages to find it on the scorecard. And every single week uh, I have trouble – making a positive in the black statement on Oklahoma State. That being said, Baker Mayfield so hot pretty right damn now. hot right now. So damn hot that Mayfield's so hot right now. So they got a little taste of that air raid offense last week against Texas Tech. Twenty seven points you could say shut that down. In Bedlam, the three thirty kickoff saves three Oklahoma Four. a little bit right here. So you know, it, Bedlam is great for the first five minutes, but you go fourteen nothing in Bedlam, then they put their uh, little boy paddles down, sit on them potentially in some sections and areas of the stadium, and uh, you know it, it could be a route. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely taking the two and a half right here. Taking Oklahoma, huh? Okay, uh, I'm not. I love Oklahoma State here. Uh, playoff pick for me, Oklahoma State, still very much alive for that. Mason Rudolph, need him to step up, have a little Heisman moment this week. Is he hurt? Is he hurt? No, Rudolph's playing. I know, but is he hurt and playing hurt? No, I don't think so. He looked pretty good last week. You got it. Go. Okay. He looked like he was hurt last week when he was playing. No, he looked great last week. Um, he played, he's playing a little bit scared last week. He wasn't. Uh, but Mason Rudolph, big game. Oklahoma State, you're right. This that is a weird thing with this series. Like, you don't see very many comebacks in this game. Like most times, you see a 14 point lead. Like that's not insurmountable. This game, uh, it's over uh, at 14 points. So, I, yeah, I'm gonna take Oklahoma State here. I uh, love the post. Gundy is a crazy animal. 
Um, and we'll, we'll have a little bit more of a play on this game later on, but as of right now, we're going to take Oklahoma State minus three. Oh, that's a damn fumble right there. I believe Golly, so, too. Jordan oh, that's Matthews. definitely a fumble. Balls out. Balls out. Jets ball. Hey. Minute. Minute time left. <laughs> that poor bastard. Yeah, I feel for him. I feel for the guy. I could happen to a better person than that. Jordan Matthews, man. Let's get old Joshy football out there and get some points. Um, all right, so next up, back to the college football this weekend, not the game on our TVs. Uh, Virginia Tech, minus two in the hook, traveling to undefeated Miami. Uh, talk to your kids about an undefeated Miami. How about that? Where's that segment at? Uh, Virginia Tech, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Ben, what's your take? Well, my take is this. We've talked about it a couple of times. Whenever the public tries to pick an underdog, yes. An underdog on the road, and they're not an underdog. They're, they're giving three to this Miami team, this undefeated Miami team that people have zero respect for going down to South Florida. Virginia Tech, that's a hell of a flight right there. Virginia Tech was nowhere near beating Clemson. And I don't understand where this idea of Virginia Tech being a relatively good football team is. Frank Beamer's not there anymore. Right. So, this honestly, the line made zero sense to me uh, until I actually got on there and looked at the ticket count and made a few phone calls. People are loving Virginia Tech. But the people that bet $20 a game, not the heavy money players, I'm going to be all over the turnover chain. I think it's going to get out of hand. I think it's going to get out of control. I think maybe Deion Sanders is going to be uh, rolling in his grave by how bad this one gets this weekend. Okay. Uh, I don't really understand the Deion Sanders correlation. That's a Florida State guy, but sure. You could have went Bruce. The turnover chain, you haven't heard the story of the turnover chain? No. Well, that's a story for a different day, but it uh, basically is making fun of Deion Sanders' reign when he was at Florida State. Oh, well, even better then. That's phenomenal. I did not know that. Um, yeah, go read the book. I just thought it was Miami and, you know, they are. Uh, no, no, there's, there's a storyline there. Good. Good for Miami. Didn't know they were capable of such things. Uh, I'm also with you, uh, Miami. Florida, uh, Virginia Tech is a team that has, has offered value throughout the year uh, in certain spots, but this is not one of them. Um, like you said, nobody is giving this Miami team respect. They are one of four uh, Power Five undefeated teams in the country, and they're ranked tenth um, in the play- initial playoff poll. I mean, I know that you know people say they don't look at that. That's a motivating factor. It's got to be a motivating factor. Um, this is all circled around Mark Walton being out. It is. I think you're right. They haven't been able to run the ball, but Virginia Tech's not great against the run. That's not like I don't. I mean, that's not a huge thing to me. Um, They've been, you know, Rozier has been pretty good slinging the ball. He, he might have to throw it 50 times a game, but they're still getting some points out of him. Yeah, I think Miami keeps it going. I mean, they're. I mean, the, the picture I'm painting for myself right now: eight o'clock game, nighttime. It's the the lights are just shining on the field. It's 21 nothing. Just had a turnover, and we've got the entire defense of the Miami Hurricanes jumping up and down. In the turnover chain, raising hell, and it just gets out of control from that point. Yeah, um, the only thing that worries me, you were talking about the ticket count a minute ago, and I weren't sure if you were talking about butts in the seats, because that can be an issue at times when it comes to Miami home games. Um, 
But I think maybe they'll get out for this one. 8 o'clock kickoff, you, you still got time. Go watch. Oh, yeah, 8 o'clock. You know, people are already getting to the White Dragon at that point, you know, uh, tickling the back of their uh, their nose. and I'm saying They're going to go to the Miami Hurricanes, at least for the first half, and if they're blowing them out, they're going to stay for the end of the game. Then they're going to go, yeah, hit up South Beach. I'm with you, Miami, minus two, or plus two and a half at home. Next plus round. two and a half, yeah. It should be minus two and a half is the, is the crazy thing. That's why I thought the line was wrong when I first read it. Yep. All right, next up we've got uh, what's been probably the best rivalry in college football over the past six or seven years. Uh, LSU, minus tw- or plus 21 and a half, sorry, at Alabama this weekend. Never thought I'd live to see the day where there's a 21-point spread in this football game. Um, I'll be there. This can be rowdy Saturday night. Um, but boom, 21 and a half. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm riding with the 21 and a half. LSU is a terrible football team. The fact that they beat Auburn is why this is only 21 and a half. Should probably be 28 and a half. It actually on my on my counter is going down to 21. That's significant. I'll take it at 21 where it's at for whatever reason it went down. Alabama is going to blow LSU out of the water. Adam and Brian Denny. Rivalry game, Saban tends to blow these kind of games out instead of the Colorado State and Fresno State games out. Don't ask me why, the dude's insane. I don't think this is close. I don't think LSU makes it past the Alabama 45, um, 35-7. Okay. Put it out there. Um, yeah, I'll probably end up changing closer to kick, but I'm actually on LSU right now. Um, I just think that I've seen this too many times. Like last year, that LSU squad wasn't very good, but they played Alabama tough as nails. They always play Alabama tough. You know, I mean, everybody gives Alabama their best game, but LSU especially. I mean, it's the measuring stick. This is why they fired Miles and brought in Orgeron. It's to win this game. I'm not saying that they've been prepping for it all year or anything, but both teams had a bye, so there's no – advantage there but I just I think there's too much talent on that LSU squad they're still one of the 10 most talented teams in the country uh they're not coached that way but I still think they'll keep it within three touchdowns as of now still be a low scoring game I could see a 24-7 something like that um but again I'll probably change before kickoff as of right now that I'm gonna roll with LSU plus 21. Alabama is 25 and 3 when the ticket count is below 60 percent okay well, that's, I mean, that's something to look at. That's good numbers, Boomer. We appreciate that. Uh, next up, Arizona coming off another big win. Uh, Seven-and-a-half-point dogs traveling to Troy at USC. Uh, Sam Darnold starting to look more kind of like the Sam Darnold that we saw last year. Still not great. Still wouldn't be taking him a one overall if I had that first pick, but uh, that's not me, and I don't have that. But we do have this game on the schedule Saturday night, USC minus 7.5 at home against Arizona Boom. Cool. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I'm t- this weekend is the weekend of going against people that have gotten me paid all year, and I hate it. It really breaks my heart. But I'm not uh, I'm not going to be loyal to the to the teams if they're going to lose me money this next weekend rolling up. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ride with USC. I think they've got a bunch of NFL talent that's playing to be in the NFL and play for that money this next contract. They've been embarrassed. Uh, they had a good bounce back game last week. Arizona looked impressive last week. I think going into Los Angeles and going to the kind of the Coliseum, seven and a half, I would really love seven. 
right here, but what we've said many times, 75% of the time, the line doesn't matter. So I'll, I'll go ahead and eat the seven and a half and, and get with the Trojans right here. Yeah, I'm with you, seven and a half. It's like you said, a lot of NFL talent. Uh, I don't know if there's any NFL players on that Arizona roster, but there's a lot. They have a, they have a tendency to break down, too. Yeah, like they, they do have this. long draft spells, and Rich Rodriguez is still their head coach. Here's the thing. Uh, Khalil Tate, that quarterback that they put in, option quarterback, he's worked awesome. He's averaging like 30 yards a carry, it seems like. Um, but that's not super sustainable. Like, they have not played, they have not played a USC yet. Like, they played Washington State last week, and everybody says Washington State's got a good run defense. We'll see how many of those dudes are in the NFL. And then go look and see how many of those dudes are in the USC. <laughs> yeah, Washington State has a fast run defense. Right. Not, not necessarily good. Right, and we'll see how many of these USC guys end up on NFL rosters. And I assure you, assure you it'll be a lot more than Washington State guys. Uh, I mean, Quill Tate's been a great story. He's been fun as hell to watch, but you got to uh, – Value for sure on USC in this yeah, game. There's bank. no doubt about the value play. If you're a value player, yeah. you're getting value on USC. you got to bank on that not continuing. Uh, Darnold can still play this way. Arizona's defense isn't very good. Like you said, Rich Rod's still their coach. I mean, good for him, I guess. But I- I'm with the USC minus 7.5. I think they roll big in the Coliseum on Saturday night. And that's all the college football games we got. Like I said, seven ranked matchups for you this weekend. Uh, good, good weekend. Crack you a couple – Cold beers, maybe even a handmade uh, American vodka, um, and and watch some good football. But we got some NFL coming up, and uh, what were you about to say, Ben? Oh, I, Lord knows that I'm drinking some of that sweet Texas gold right now. Hey, me too, man. You got me on it. Well, that's what winners are made of. That's uh, that's what I was hoping. I was really hoping to get back on that winning train. So I said, uh, you know, let's get in. On some of that sweet American gold, as you so call it. But um, we got some NFL games. We're coming up. You know, holidays are coming, man. I know you, you probably aren't thinking about it, but we're already in November. And you're going to need some of that holiday cash. And you know where and how to get it. It's my bookie. And it's a place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. Uh, like I said, holidays just around the corner. Plenty of parties, gifts, and spending. But also means some badass football, basketball, hockey games. Score big on them every single day. Man up, play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, the side, the total. My bookies your hookup for all your betting needs. Super fast payouts when you win. Uh, where you bet, like I've always said, it's just important to see who you're betting on. That's why we go to my bookie. I trust them. We really do use them. I mean, been using them all year. They're phenomenal. Every matchup, mobile site is great. Live betting. Last night I was at a concert. Live betting World Series. It was phenomenal. Uh, again. 50% bonus every time you deposit. You might have missed that on that 100% bonus deposit, but now we're still giving you 50%, and that's pretty awesome this late in the season. You go out and you throw 1000 in, they're giving you $500 in free play. All you got to do, mybookie.ag, promo code DEEPFRIED, all caps, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. It's as simple as that. Let's get some NFL games, boom. First up on the schedule, Falcons plus one and a half. Traveling to Carolina, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the Falcons on this one, and only because last week, you know, they barely beat a Jets team who's super mediocre. The Falcons have looked extremely mediocre throughout the season. Carolina looked to have turned it around a little bit more uh, against 
would you say the third worst team in the NFL? The Bucs? In, in Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I, I would. They've I mean, been, they've been awful. They haven't. They haven't really shown me a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I was kind of surprised to see the line at one and a half. I thought that you're going to definitely see two and a half around well, three. It's actually right like, here. It's minus one Atlanta now. I misspoke. It opened at plus one and a half, and now it's down to minus one. But the weird thing is the money, like the public money, is still about fifty percent. So that means people who know what they're talking. Wow. About. Yeah. That that line movement's happened within the past three hours. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be on Atlanta right here because I think they're going to just outright win the game. Uh, you know, Carolina really does not have that many weapons, and losing Kelvin Benjamin two days ago takes away their their best passing threat. So maybe it's too obvious. Maybe I'm missing something. But I, I'd rather be on the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman trade than the Cam Newton trade. I'm with you. Um, I think Atlanta, that Super Bowl team has got to show up at some point. Uh, I know there's always a hangover. Obviously, Steve Sarkeesian is not doing that team any favors, but Julio's still got one touchdown on the year. Um, Matt Ryan, I was looking at some things today. He's like the 24th-ranked fantasy quarterback, which means he's not doing himself any favors. Um, and then they've got to show up at some point. And I think Carolina, like you said, like – what, how do you explain that to your team? Like, you're in the thick of the playoff race, and you trade away your best receiver? Like if yeah, there must have been something behind closed doors there because that did not make well, sense. I everything mean, it's not like they're the Browns. Like, everything I'm reading up on is they kind of – his knee has still kind of been a problem, and they're kind of weary about giving him another contract or another year. Plus, he kind of gets fat sometimes, and they don't love that. But it's still hard as a general manager to walk in that locker room and be like, all right, boys, let's, let's get this. We're going to make the playoffs this year. Oh, by the way, I just traded away our best offensive player not named Cam Newton. Um, oh, shit, really? Why would you do that? Well, you know, we got some sweet draft picks for next year, but we're totally going to try and win this year. Don't worry. Um, tough sell. It's going to be on the thoughts of, of their, uh, you know, in that locker The room. only other thing I'll add to that is the Bills are pretty badass at uh, obtaining – Broken down talent and not developing it. Yeah, um, maybe the best in the league actually. Yeah, Bills are in a weird place too. But yeah, um, Falcons minus one, love them. Next up, Chiefs plus one at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, weird line. Ezekiel Elliott, as of now, is officially suspended, but I'm sure that'll change tomorrow because it changes every other Friday at this point. Uh, Dallas one point home favorite without Ezekiel Elliott. Boomer, what's your take on this? Yeah, I, I feel like this line is pretty much where it's supposed to be. You know, you have you have pretty much the entire season where the power rankings at Vegas releases on a week-to-week basis. Both of these teams are pretty close to where they started out the beginning of the year. That's why you're seeing the line at one. They're not taking into account last week. Both teams won. It, it was iffy for both of them around the third quarter, but they both ended up running away with it. The fact that this is at home for Dallas, uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to ride with Dallas without Ezekiel Elliott. That that's just not a smart play. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I I see this being a, a touchdown win by the Chiefs. Honestly, I mean, they've proved that they're steadily a good football team. They didn't have that five game jump off the cliff right. like the Buffalo Bills usually do at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, they have steady weapons all throughout the field. 
uh, Kareem Hunt, solid running back. Travis Kelsey's a solid third down option. Alex Smith, I mean, not a terrible quarterback. No. Not a terrible quarterback. Yeah, all and he needed was a uh, first-round pick to push him. Yeah, you're looking at a team that is legitimately a possibility to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. I mean, honestly, I was expecting this line to be Chiefs minus two and a half. So I'll definitely, even if it's going to go to a pick them before game time more than, more than likely. So, yeah, I'll definitely get a Chiefs plus one right here. Yeah, I think if I had to pick a side, this is kind of a coin flip to me, I would go with the Chiefs. But I really like the over in this game of 52, so I think that's what I'm going to give out. I think people are kind of discounting the fact that, that Elliott's not going to be there. He's really good, but I still think that the offensive line is the big product of that. Like, Darren McFadden rushed for over 1,000 yards when he was there um, a couple years ago when he was starting. So I think that um, – I think the over a 52, that defensive Dallas is still not very good. Travis Kelsey and the boys over in uh, Kansas City, they'll get some points up on the board. So give me the over 52 is my official pick in this game. Uh, that is the Sunday afternoon game. Next up, we got the Raiders and we got the Dolphins. It's a Sunday night football game. Uh, Dolphins three-point home dogs. Um, they also traded away probably their best offensive player in Jay Ajayi this week. And, again, kind of hard to walk in that locker room and tell people that, but they got the Raiders coming into town who have not looked worth a shit. Um, Boomer, who you got? Yeah, I mean, this one, talking about a shit fest of a Sunday night game, and there's going to be no tickets coming in at all on this game other than the Raiders, and that's only going to be because of the hometown fandom. That's going to happen in two weeks. The game's hard to judge because you got Jay Keller coming back into play, but he probably is playing with two cracked ribs. You know, the Raiders, they did not play a very good game last week against the Bills. You're not going to really get value on either side no. right here. Uh, the Raiders, obviously, their power ranking has plummeted from the beginning of the year. They were picked to be one of the favorites in the AFC. Now, I mean – it's it's tough. I I would say that I'm going to take the Dolphins as a soft play right here, and that being depending on how bad of a day the books have, I think the Dolphins are the play. If the books have a good day, people are going to be rolling all that money into the Raiders at the at the night game. So. Uh, no real real feel on either side. I hate going with, with Keller, but I'll, I'll give out the Dolphins plus three. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins uh, in this as well. Here's one interesting dynamic I have in this game. So, you know, rumor has it that a lot of the Dolphins players were kind of on, like they wanted Matt Moore. When Tannehill went down, they're like, let's just ride with Matt Moore. And they were all kind of a little pissed off when Gase brought his boy Cutler in. And, you know, that didn't sit well in the locker room. So, you know, finally they got their chance to see Matt Moore in action last week, and it was just absolutely atrocious. So I think that you can see a real possibility of the locker room kind of opening their arms up towards Jay Cutler a little more, and maybe the blocking gets a little better. I mean, apparently he's, when Gay sent Ajayi out of there, it was to send a message because he was tired of the shit that was going on on offense. And he wanted to change, so that was part of it. Maybe he did send a message. Maybe Miami can – maybe they can do something. I don't know. Plus three. 
right, and that's what it sounds like uh, to, to hear a drink being made. Um, but uh, I'll take Miami plus three in this one at home as Boomer enjoys himself a nice cocktail over there. Well, you know what? you got to go ahead and enjoy yourself whenever you are on the side of the Jets because it is extremely difficult to pull for four quarters and have that mental yeah. breakdown We happen. probably should have tried to, to hedge this a half. But, yeah, this is one of those – Definitely keep the vodka rocks flowing for the rest of this one. Uh, maybe a piece of toast as well. But uh, let's get in Sunday night, or Monday night, sorry, the Lions plus minus two and a half at the Packers. A couple weeks ago, this game would have been a lot better on paper. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers still out. Hundley, starting quarterback, Green Bay, had a week and a half to prepare. Uh They've got the bye week last week, and I think you know maybe that helps him ease into that offense a little bit more. I actually like Green Bay at home in this one. Obviously, the public's going to be all over Detroit. Detroit hadn't looked great. Uh, maybe this line gets the three and you get a little bit more value here, but I'm going to take the Packers at home Monday night, boom. Yeah, I mean, this was like me and you discussed last week. Last week was a perfect spot for the Lions. They just totally messed it up. Yeah, that makes no sense. It was the right side, wrong outcome. I hate to hear that. I hate when people say it, but You're right. it's the truth. Because the Lions should have won last week, made this line the Lions minus four, and then Green Bay was going to cover. Now, with the Lions losing last week, this becomes a hell of a lot more important divisional game. Yeah, they just mess I, everything up. I mean, I, I just I, – I, the Lions are definitely the public side. That's obvious. Brett Hundley did not look terrible the last time he was out there. I mean – He's not Aaron Rodgers, and that's whatever. That's the lens that everybody looks through. I mean, here's the deal with him. Like a couple years ago, after some preseason games, like people started saying, "Well, what can the Packers get for him? Can they get a third or maybe even a second for Brett Hundley?" And then he just falls off the map. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to look at it this way. There are a lot of injuries on the Packers team, but not to any major players besides Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have Jordy Nelson out there. They're going to have Martellus Bennett out there. They're going to have uh, Randall Cobb out there. Aaron Jones is up and coming. They actually have a running game now, it seems like. So, you know, I mean, the line's going to definitely go to three before game time. I, I would almost guarantee it started at a, it started as a pick em. So the values on Green Bay, you got to ride with that on Monday night at home. And I, I would much rather be rooting for Matt Stafford and feel better by having him as my quarterback. But it, strictly taking a side, you got to go Green Bay on Monday night. One thing is for sure, I'll be taking the Lions uh, in the fourth quarter in this one. That's been a fun play all year. But yeah, no, I like Green Bay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that. I think the Hundley can get something done. Maybe maybe get the outright win on Monday night. So uh, that's, that's the scheduled games. The NFL, pretty decent slate. Hell of a weekend, college football. But we're, what you come here for, you come here for the vault. And you come here for the Stone Cold with Steve Austin Lock of the Week. And we're going to start off with our vault. It's our five favorite plays of the weekend that are not scheduled games. Boom. What is your vault looking like this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Hoosiers. Don't uh... – don't like it. I absolutely love it. We're getting my boy Lego back in action against a very overrated Wisconsin team. Wisconsin. They're they're up there for, for no reason whatsoever. I'm getting 12 and a half right here with Indiana. And although they do lose the cover late in the fourth quarter in heartbreakers, 
I still like them being there. Boilermakers should have had the outright win against Wisconsin. So much value on the Hoosiers. Go ahead and grab them at 12.5. Then I'm going with Cal. They were embarrassed last week. They're playing one of the worst Power 5 teams in the nation this year in Oregon State at home. Going to Berserkly, eating the 7 because it's going to be 14, and taking the Golden Bears because they've won me a little bit of money throughout the year. Then going back with my boys, the New Mexico Lobos. The Lobos. Totally, totally embarrassed last weekend. Not even close against Wyoming. 42-3. to Makes absolutely zero sense why you would take the Lobos. Except Utah State is also a terrible football team. Lobos are playing at home, night game. That's where you're going to make your money on the back end. Go ahead and grab them while you can. Then going to the NFL because I always like throwing NFL plays out there. This is a crazy pick, and I might be the only one on it, but I'm going with the Broncos plus eight going into Philly. This wow. is the total opposite of value right here no, it's on not. both sides. No, it's not. Both sides. The Eagles could not be any higher throughout the year. They're at their peak in value. Broncos looked totally Inept on offense last week. Hey, you got the Change of quarterback. Oh, got man. Brock Osweiler bringing back good times, good memories from last year. Go ahead, take the eight. Probably going to be a field goal game because NFL is weird. Take the Broncos. Staying in the NFL. Tennessee Titans minus three at home against just a total. What have we seen most recent? Against the Baltimore Ravens, blowing out the Dolphins forty to nothing last Thursday night. Ravens coming off a long week. Titans come off a bye week. Go ahead, eat the three, take the Titans. Okay, so you're giving us Titans minus three, Broncos plus eight, New Mexico. Is that plus or minus three? Minus three and a half. Oh, three and a hook. Gross. Yeah. Uh, Cal minus seven in Indiana plus 12 and a half is Boomer's vault. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a dirty gambler. I'm a dirty gambler. I'll go ahead and eat that hook whenever I can. Some good plays in there. I really like that uh, Broncos play. That's just, you're right. That's how the NFL works. Uh, the, the Eagles are good. They're getting a little too much love. Seven and one. All right, let's go to the vault. First off, Bedlam, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma under 76. I know that sounds crazy that that game would ever go under. But uh, both defenses, they don't get enough credit. Like Oklahoma State, there tends to break down at the end of games, but 76 is a huge number. Um, 35, 28, something like that. Uh, stays well under the under of 76. Next up, Wake Forest won us some money on this podcast this year. They are playing Notre Dame. They're 14-point underdogs. You're going to take Wake Forest plus the 14 against Notre Dame. Next up, the biggest – one of the biggest public plays I've ever seen in my life. It's sitting at 97% right now. Georgia State is a 97% uh, public back team against Georgia Southern. Southern looking for a new head coach. They're four-point dogs at home. I don't know if there is much of a home field atmosphere there. But you're getting four, and you're going against 97% of the public, so you're taking the four, Georgia Southern. That's weird. I didn't see those uh, stats on my phone. I guess I don't have Division Four football right. stats come uh, up on my phone. 97%. It's insane. Next up, uh, we're going to burn some couches. We're going back to take me home, West Virginia. Minus two and a half against Iowa State. Iowa State, pretty good football team. Riding a little too high right now, though. Uh, rank. Woo! 
what a catch right there. My boy, wow. Joshy Football. I mean, come on, Anderson. No clue who that guy is. He was probably asking for change in New York two years ago. Now he's catching yeah. touchdowns in the NFL. My boy, Josh McCown. Uh, but, yes, West Virginia, minus two and a hook, Iowa State. Next up, we're going to the NFL, and it's, it's going to sound so dirty, like literal porn coming out of my mouth, like just dirty porn that you don't want to watch is what it's going to sound like. Disgusting fetish porn, but ugh, I hate saying it. The Giants plus three and a half at home. Um, they got oh, man, that's not porn. That is – more illegal than just your average YouTube play right there. They got uh, the Rams at home, three and a half, and um, ugh, it's gross, but here's the deal. They're coming off a bye, hopefully getting a little more healthy. Hopefully they're going in and installing some more things. Uh, the defense has taken a bad rap this year, but that's still a pretty good unit. Um, it's, a, it's a noon kickoff. And for L.A., that's, uh, you know, traveling across the country for a noon kickoff. I'm going to take them. They just got back from London not too long ago. The Rams did. So, um, you know, they might still be a little worn out. Noon kickoff, like I said, Giants plus three and a half is my NFL play. So, I'm giving you Giants three and a half. West Virginia minus two and a half. Georgia Southern plus four. That's just a simple fade the public play. Wake Forest plus 14. And Oklahoma State, Oklahoma Bedlam under the 76. So, in in all honesty, you should get checked after giving out that Giants game. Well, it's gross. Like I told you, it was disgusting, but you got to give it out. There's value to be had. A lot of the public's on the Rams, obviously. Money to be made. So, that's our vault. Go ahead and lock those in. That's where money is going to be made right there. But, man, it's the time. It's been a few weeks. I know you haven't heard the sounds. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Stone Cold Steve Austin, lock of the week. Jacked up, cold beers running through my veins for the Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. You know, one of those cold beers, uh, they've been chugged in honor of the Rice Owls. Plus 10 and a half, the Rice Owls in my year long play to fade UAB. Uh, UAB is a 10 and a half point favorite. UAB should not be a favorite, a double digit favorite towards anyone. That is a simple rule of thumb. Uh, they're also getting the public's money, which is insane. I gave you Charlotte a few weeks ago in a similar spot where U, uh, UAB was a favorite. Uh, Ten-point favorite this time around. Not going to cover that. Give me the Rice Owls plus ten and a half as my Stone Cold Steve Austin like the way Boomer. Well, I couldn't be uh, I couldn't be more happy to give this one out, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the uh, the Golden Eagles of Southern Miss. This weekend, yeah, getting down. only, I believe, only six and a half going in to Knoxville, which is extremely embarrassing. Yeah. John Kelly is, uh, he's probable this week, but his injury was not given a damn yeah, about playing this game. And I would have to say that there's probably more volunteers, uh, or there couldn't be less volunteers at a Soup Kitchen in Tuscaloosa during the Iron Bowl, and there will be at this game. I mean, on Saturday. That's I like that, but yeah, it's 
what what a time, man. Less than a seven-point favorite. The fact that Butch Jones still is employed is a, just my, has to tear people up. Has to tear the team up. Like has to tear the team up from a spiritual core. If you're a Tennessee fan and you look over and see that Florida literally – I mean, they really fired McIlwain before you fired Butch, and they're getting a jump start on the head coach, and you're probably going to be in the same market for a lot of these guys. Uh, Dan Mullen's a name that's been floated around to both of those teams, and – I mean, it's just embarrassing. And, like, the second they fired Butch or McIlwain, you've got to say, all right, Butch, you're gone. Um, and the AD even came out and said that he's shown some positive signs. Like, at this point, you just come out and say, <laughs> yeah, they're thinking about keeping him. They're yeah. thinking about keeping him until this like, Saturday. Apparently, the AD really likes him, and they want him to win that job outright. But, like, at this point, you just have to come out and say, look, he's a dead man walking, but we respect him enough to let him coach the rest of the year. Crazy! I like where your head's at. Six and a half. I just can't beat. I can't bet on a team who lost thirty to twelve to UAB last week. Um, oh yeah, it, make, it makes zero sense. Why do you think that this spread is six and a half? Well, it's because uh, Tennessee's given up. After you lose to Kentucky, it, it, you just give up. Yeah, well, hopefully John uh, John Kelly gives up because that is the only glimmering hope of anything on the plains of Knoxville on the river, Rocky Top. Yeah, you will never be. You were home sweet home to Bush Jones for maybe way too long. But we appreciate that. And we appreciate you, fine listener, tuning in to the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Uh, it's Chapter 3.9. We're back. Hopefully we're back for the long haul. No more hiccups. Uh, we'll get back on the guest train next week. We just kind of wanted to come back, wrap up some things, um, and get you back in the right state of mind. We'll get some more guests on for you next week. Uh, and we're excited about this opening or this weekend of college football money making weekend uh we're excited that you're here with us and thanks again for tuning in tell your friends boomer what you sent us off in the weekend with well there's a lot of money to be had and uh you know if you want to have a lot of fun then go ahead and take southern miss because uh you're going to watch a grown man cry on Saturday if they end up coming close to covering so uh you have two wins right there can you imagine if they won that game well, it's up for grabs at six and a half. Clearly, that makes no sense. So. Like, if this was Alabama's bye week, I would probably go to Knoxville and just as a Southern Miss fan, go grab a Brett Favre jersey, get wild. Hell no, I'm not wearing a Brett Favre jersey. I'm wearing a T-shirt that says "Keep Butch Shards." Me too. That's right. I'm with you. All right, folks. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Tell your friends, and we'll catch you next week on the Deep Fried Bets podcast. <laughs>